Welcome to Manifestation Lizified, your weekly dose of inspiration. This podcast is rooted in the belief that a positive mindset can improve every aspect of your life, from work to relationships to your overall well-being. By changing the way you interact with the world and approaching it from a positive place, you will manifest a fulfilled life of your creation. All right, guys. Hello, hello. Before I dive into the next Q&A episode, uh, I wanted to just quickly share a few manifestation lizified updates. First things first, I started an e-newsletter. If you are interested in getting a reminder each week that a new episode is out, as well as some behind-the-scenes content, please feel free to subscribe. You can do so by going to my Instagram, at ManifestationLizified, clicking the link in the bio, and there you go. You can sign on up. Next, I finally, finally, finally joined Facebook, you guys. I know a lot of people have told me, you know, I'm not really on Instagram. You know, are you ever going to have a Facebook page? So yes, I finally, finally have a Facebook page. So please be sure to go on over and like the page. It's at Manifestation Lizify. Just pop that into the Facebook search bar and it'll pop right up. Additionally, I wanted to create a space where our Manifestation Lizified community can really come together. They can talk a little bit about podcast episodes, share their dreams, um, have an intimate space for these kinds of private conversations. And so along with the page, you'll see that there is also a Manifestation Lizified Collective, which is basically just a Facebook group. Again, this is just if you feel called to and you want to join and you want to have a space to kind of explore these topics further, that's there for you. So just to quickly recap, you can check out the new e-newsletter excuse me, and sign up uh, on my Instagram with the link in the bio. Then there's a new Facebook page, at Manifestation Lizified, and of course the new Facebook group, the Manifestation Lizified Collective. Please be sure to check them out. Like, share. Um, if you think any of your friends or anyone would be interested, I would really appreciate it if you could share. Thank you guys so very much, and let's get going and jump into this Q&A. Hi everyone, so I am back again and this time I'm with a guest, Julia Fine. She is a productivity expert living in Washington, D.C., and she currently works full-time as a museum professional, which is super cool, uh, and also has a number of side hustles, including her own podcast, Brewing Productivity. She's a certified yoga teacher and graduated in 2019 from Harvard. As you can probably tell, productivity is a topic I just can't seem to get enough of lately, but it's definitely a subject we can all relate to, and it's probably why the Mary Kondo movement took off so well. We're all looking for a way to declutter our lives mentally and physically. And with uh, the current self-quarantine and uh, social distancing that everyone is experiencing, I think this is definitely a time where we can amplify our productivity and hopefully make the most of our time spent at home. So Julia, thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah, me too. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, um, in particular what, what you do for a living, because I, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, so like you said, I'm a recent college graduate, and basically I work at two museums in Washington, D.C., and I do research and public programming, although obviously that's sort of changing a little bit with the coronavirus stuff. And so it's a one-year fellowship, and then I'm applying for full-time positions as well as scholarships to go back to school next year, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I love all things productivity. Like, it's really just something I've kind of fallen in love with over the past six years. And so I think it's really great to kind of equip yourself with the tools to achieve the goals you want to achieve. And that's kind of what I've been doing in my work and in my side hustles. 
And so I've kind of been acting as a guinea pig for the past six years, just trying all the different stuff. And I kind of tried to put them into my work, so into my day job, and then into all the side hustles that I've been doing, which I've really, really loved. And so I'm excited to chat with you about all that today. Awesome. So actually, speaking of side hustles, I feel like the side hustle movement has just become so popular in today's day and age. And I know, like you said, you've got several of them. So I'm actually curious. I know about the brewing productivity, but what are, what other side hustles do you have? And what are your thoughts on the movement of why so many people are kind of jumping on that uh, movement right now? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it was kind of two things why I decided I wanted to have side hustles. I think, first of all, that people just want to diversify their streams of income. I think it's really nice to, besides your main job, to have these other streams of income coming in, and that's really useful. So I use that as kind of fun money or savings or whatever, because that's money that I can also rely on, not just my main job, which may or may not end. I mean, you never know. So that's been really great. And then I also think it's, for me, I'm a person who loves a project and just kind of having that other project, that external project besides my main work to focus on is a really great break. It's really generative for me. It's really fun for me. Um, So I've been loving doing that. And I guess I'll tell you a little bit about my side hustle. So like you said, I have my podcast, Growing Productivity, and I make money through that because I have a dedicated sponsor, which has been great. And then I also have a few other side hustles. So I work as a freelance writer. I work currently as a blogger for a travel startup. So I blog about all my different places that I've been, how to travel effectively and efficiently. So that's been really great. And then I also publish articles in more historical publications. So I do food history research. So I publish a lot of articles in kind of the big history publications and get paid for that. And then finally, right now, I am editing a former professor's book and then getting paid for that. So those are kind of my three main ones right now. They kind of shift a little bit. I mean, once the book's over, I won't be doing that anymore. Last semester, I was doing research at a think tank, but that was just a semester-long gig. So those are kind of my main ones right now. Very cool. Yeah, I have um, have an author friend of mine. He won the nonfiction Pulitzer, I think, in 2011. Uh, for his book Devil in the Grove and I know he's always looking for support when it comes to well he does a lot of like crime uh, nonfiction crime uh, and so you know he's always looking for support in that research avenue so I am familiar with that that's really cool you never know like some of those surprising avenues that you wouldn't think of also like from a food perspective and the history of it that's very niche very interesting that you've discovered that as a potential source Yeah, I've been loving doing that. So that's kind of what I studied in college and what I kind of pursue right now as in my research at the museums and what I hope to do in the future. So it's been great to be able to get some publication experience and also make some money off that. No, that's very, very cool. Um, I mean, honestly, I started this Manifestation Lizified podcast, not with the goal of a monetary thing, but, you know, maybe down the line, but it was just something you know, I've been in the industry, public relations for about seven plus years, eight plus years at this point. And I I just felt like I had more to say. And I, and I felt like I had a lot of friends asking me about some of my personal development, positive mindset, things that I've been learning. And I just felt like, okay, maybe there's something to this. And maybe I do need to share this with people because um, it is useful. So I, I really do feel like more and more, it's becoming so much easier, so much more accessible to be able to kind of share our knowledge and, um, almost established platforms for ourselves just due to social media and all that jazz. 
Yeah, which I think is a really great thing. I mean, I've learned so much just from other podcasts, um, from different blogs on Medium, from whatever. I mean, that's how I get so much of my information and kind of the tools I'm using these days. Absolutely. And honestly, again, I work in public relations. So ultimately, you know, I work with a lot of journalists who really do strive to research their pieces as in-depth as possible. They really do seek to speak with experts. Um, you know, with one of my clients, we were working with an expert in the field of positive psychology. And, you know, it really opens doors in terms of the kinds of stories that you can kind of pitch to journalists and, and, and all that jazz. But there's there's really just a lot of information out there. And I feel like as a society, we're becoming a lot more self-aware. And I think that's great. So speaking of your podcast, Brewing Productivity, and guys, every time I say that, and I sound like I'm really emphasizing the why, it's because the very end of it is all about tea, like the tea that you drink, productivity. Um, It's all about helping millennials lead a more productive life. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Can you share some of those productivity tips in particular, you know, dealing with emails, to-do lists? Again, we're all stuck at home. I feel like we're all a little stir crazy. How can we be our most productive selves, whether the kids are running around, whether it's the cats, thank God mine are sleeping right now. But you know, I just feel like when you're at home, there's a lot of potential distractions. So how do you become as productive as possible? Yeah, I mean, I think right now is a really interesting time to be thinking about productivity and talking about productivity. And I think the first thing to remember is that because we are in this kind of crazy situation with coronavirus, it's okay to be a little gentle. It's okay to be kind to yourself. It's okay to not be your most productive self. I mean, I've been hearing from people with kids that are like, I can't be my most productive self. I have to be homeschooling my kids. And I just think reframing what we think of as productive during this time. So if that's what you have to be doing, how can you be doing that most efficiently, most productively, I think is important. And just being really kind to yourself because it is a really crazy time right now. And I think we need to recognize that. But so in terms of working from home and kind of working most efficiently and productively, I think my biggest tip, and you kind of mentioned this, is to have the to-do list and know what you're going to be doing every single day. Because I think it's really easy without that sort of external accountability of going to work, of, of meeting with your bosses, whatever. I think it's easy to kind of get off track or get lost. So every night I use the app Things and I review what I'm going to do the next day. And I love Things because it's an amazing to-do list app. You can, it's first of all, it's really aesthetically pleasing. So you just want to use it. But you can also tag every single to-do by the location you need to do it in, by the time it will take for you to do it, by the priority. So I put in all my to-dos for the week. I plan out my week on a Sunday. And then I put in, where do I have to do this? Who do I have to do this with? How much time will it take? Is this a level three priority, a level two priority, or a level one priority? And so every day I know what I need to be doing based on where I am. Right now it's just at home, but based on where I am, my priorities, who I'm with, I know exactly what I should be doing at each time. And that really helps me keep focused and on track. So I really recommend the app Things. It does cost money, but there are also other free apps. I know some people really like the paper apps, but I, paper, not paper apps, but just doing it on paper. But I think for me, just having it accessible everywhere online is really useful. So that's one thing I would really recommend in terms of work from home is planning it, taking stock of your day every single day and planning what you're going to be doing a week in advance as well as taking stock the day before. Um, as for email, I really like using Spark. Um, I think it's a really great and friendly, user-friendly email app. So I archive all the emails I don't need or don't need imminently and all the emails that I need to do something with. So whether it's a task I need to do or whether I need to respond to it, 
I just pin them, which is kind of the equivalent of starring things on Gmail. And so that's really nice. So I know exactly what I need to do based on my email inbox. Oh, that's interesting. I actually have not heard of these apps. So I might do some exploring a little bit later just to kind of check them out. Yeah, they're really great. I mean, Spark is a free app. That's really great. Things does cost money, especially on your computer. It is pretty pricey, but there's a ton of free apps kind of like it. I think uh, Time Player is an app I recommend on my podcast a lot. That's kind of a free version. It's a little bit newer, so it has some bugs, but I would recommend it. And then people love Todoist. So there's lots of great versions for this. Yeah, actually, I was just looking up things on uh, Apple the Apple store and it's rated as 4.8 stars. It's an editor's choice. Yeah, it's 9.99, but it looks like it's got some really great reviews on here about how essential it is to someone's day-to-day life. So definitely worth exploring. Yeah. There's a, there's a few other apps like Trello, which I believe is, has a free version and all that jazz that really helps people stay organized as well. A lot of friends have been recommending that one lately. Yeah, I've used Trello before. I don't love it as much. I also, another app that I really like that's kind of like Trello is called Workflowy, which is kind of just like bullet points that you can expand and detract and you can cross them off. And so that's a great way I stay organized. For me, Trello is a little bit, I find it a little bit uh, hard to use. It's not as user-friendly for me, but I know people love it. So if that is what floats your boat, I think that's great. Yeah, I think it's best for more like if you're working on a big project and you have information and things that you want to kind of organize in a set structure, inspiration, that kind of thing. I think that's the way it works best. Perhaps maybe not as as best as a to-do list per se. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So I've been experiencing the time change and as lovely as it is, I'm really in New York. I'm very unhappy that I keep waking up before the sun and my cat is off his, uh, his usual feeding time. So around 5 a.m. he starts to just kind of dig his little nails into my back as like a, hey mom, I'm here. Want to feed me now? Want to feed me now? And um, basically, you know, uh, like getting, like before I felt like I was so productive when I would wake up in the morning. I would wake up right as the sun would come up around like 6.30. It was perfect. I'd get up, I would throw on my clothes, wouldn't even think about it, and I'd hit the gym. And I'm curious for your thoughts on this. I always love to ask people this, you know, are you an early bird? Are you a night owl? And do you believe that waking up early is the key to success? Oh, I love that question. Um, I'm an early bird. I wake up at 5am usually every day. And I think it's really important to kind of keep that schedule. So now I'm transitioning to working from home, obviously, because of coronavirus. So I've been keeping to that schedule, keeping to my work schedule pretty rigorously, which I think is really critical if you're going to be working from home. So I continue to wake up at 5 a.m. I continue to start my main work at nine, whatever. So I wake up really early and I love that because it kind of gives me time to myself. It gives me time to exercise. It gives me time to meditate. It gives me time to do my Duolingo of the day, which I really like doing. And then it gives me time to kind of get into that deep work for all the projects that I need to do that day. So I wake up at five, but would I say it's the key to success? I don't think it's the key to success. What I think the key to success is, is having that schedule. So whether you wake up at five or seven or nine or whatever, as long as you keep that schedule and keep it pretty uh, fastidiously, I think that's really important because I think some people don't necessarily work the same way. So for instance, my boyfriend cannot work in the morning. He works best at night. And so he kind of stays up at night and 
works really late into the night and that's kind of his deep work time. Mine is in the morning. I think knowing that about yourself, knowing when you work best and planning for that and keeping that schedule is what's really important. 100%. I really do believe that. Uh, I know for a fact that I'm the most productive work productive version of myself, I should say, in the morning. Uh, I, and I've had to tell colleagues, I was like, look, after 3, 3.30, please don't set up brainstorms with me. My brain is usually mush. By this point, I'm transitioning to different kinds of tasks that maybe aren't as comprehensive. It's really hard for me to be creatively brainstorm on demand right then and there. Whereas in the morning, I feel like I'm much more on my game. I'm really thinking things through. Plus, I've had breakfast. I've had coffee. Those things are all very, very helpful. Uh, and I do... I do feel that people should really prioritize like the big tasks or the things that they don't really want to do um, that are going to take the most time when they are in their most productive flow state. So for me, that's really, you know, I come into the office, I, or well, my home office, I should say, and I knock out those interviews that need to get done or or, excuse me, emails that need to get done. And then from there, I kind of just focus on, you know, the deep work, uh, when I'm in this flow state. And I know for some people they're like, no, no, no. I'm like between four and 5 PM is the best time for me to do that. Or late at night, I I like to work then. And, you know, I think that the way of the future and the way of a lot of companies right now is like the way a lot of companies are moving right now is eventually to a state of allowing people the flexibility to kind of work when they're most productive. Uh, That's how my agency works. Ultimately, you know, we are a nine to six type agency and you do need to be online and available, but we were also realistic in the sense of some people, especially, you know, the advertising and the creatives, you know, they might be a lot more productive at eight o'clock at night and they want to throw in a few hours then. And, you know, maybe they'll take a nice long lunch. It just kind of depends on what's cooking and what's going on. But I think having that kind of flexibility is really key because no, it's not one size fits all. Yeah, exactly. That's a really great way to put it. Absolutely. So is there anything else that you really wanted to share with our listeners today? I just think, yeah, I mean, I kind of want to reiterate, I said this earlier, I think productivity is so important, but I think just being flexible about what that means in a time of a literal global pandemic is really important. I'm seeing all these people talking about everything they want to accomplish during work from home and quarantine, and I think that's great, but I think we also need to remember that not everyone can do that because, like you said, people have kids, people have pets, people may not be the most productive at home as they are as when they're able to leave the house, so I think just thinking about that and kind of reframing what productivity means right now is really, really important. And you know what? You bring up a really good point that even though we're currently in this global pandemic, at the end of the day, this is something that you can take home with you in the sense of your everyday life. You know, I think oftentimes we don't always take stock of everything that we have accomplished, everything that we've gotten done. We focus more on, oh, there were two things that I still didn't get done. However, here's a whole pile of about 10 things that you did get done. And it's almost like we gloss over that because we realize we didn't finish the entire to-do list. And I think it's really, really important for us to acknowledge um, just how much we really have accomplished. And if it doesn't feel like too much, you know, sometimes it's just writing it down and realizing, oh, wow, those two things actually took a lot of time because of X, Y, and Z. I ended up doing this, this, and this. And, and really acknowledging the fact that, okay, cut ourselves some slack. We really have um, accomplished more than we, than we seem to think. And I think it's applicable whether you're dealing with this pandemic or whether everyday life, when we go back to our normalcy at some point in time, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, I kind of love that idea. Gretchen Rubin, who has this podcast called um, 
it's called Happier by Gretchen Rubin. Um, it's on all the podcast platforms. But she has this thing called a to-do list rather than a to-do list. So she does her to-do list, but then every night or whatever, she takes stock of everything she has done and puts it on the to-do list. And that's a great way to continue to be motivated and to just recognize all the hard work you've put in that day. Yes, because ultimately, and this is something that I – you know, a friend of mine told me when I first started in the workforce, and it still holds true today, you are never going to get everything done. There is always going to be more to be done tomorrow. Uh, and if you try to keep chasing it, you're just going to kind of drive yourself crazy. So at the end of the day, remember, there's always more to be done. And you get to choose when you get to take a moment, take a break, take a stop, and you do what feels right for you. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so very much for joining me today. Uh, where can my listeners find you if they want to learn a little bit more? So they can, I'm on all the podcast platforms, Brewing Productivity. So it's Brewing Productivity EA. Um, you can also go to brewingproductivity.com and I link to all of that. And then I'm also on Instagram at Brewing Productivity. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys so very much for listening. So if you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to leave me a review. You can also find a few more doses of inspiration over at my Instagram at manifestation All right. Have an awesome, awesome day.